Hey everyone, it's Lauren and Mark. Welcome to another edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. We have some great stuff in store. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, Loose Lug Nation. Today we have a special guest joining us once again. It's Bob Dillner, who is the founder of Speed 51. Right now he's the promoter at Winchester Speedway in Winchester, Indiana. He also works with the Arkham Menard Series and MAV-TV. We'll talk to him about short track racing, the Arkham Menard Series, the Milwaukee Mile, the Arkham Midwest Tour, and of course the 50th annual Lucas Oil Winchester 400 coming up October 15th through the 17th. It's an event that Mark and I are looking forward to covering, getting down there for, and also it's a bucket list item. And let's talk to Bob now. Bob, how are you doing today? I am doing good. Uh, live, listen, living the racing life, and uh, that's a good thing. Uh, my, my dad always told me you could always be digging ditches, and that would be a lot worse. <laughs> hey, good evening, Bob. Uh, rumor has it you're in Milwaukee tonight, huh? I am. I love Milwaukee. I haven't, haven't been in Milwaukee in 20 years. I just realized that when I got to the mile today. And uh, I tell you what, the place just changed a bunch since I was there last, but I think it's a special place, you know, in terms of the laurels of, of American motorsports history. And I'm glad to see it kind of come back to life once again. Absolutely. Yeah. We're hoping to get that thing off of the ground for good, get some uh, even bigger events there. It's a, it's a special place, not only for us in Wisconsin, but in, it should be in the world. It is. I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's the longest running racetrack from year to year in America and there uh, speaks volumes, but I was talking to Ian and everybody uh, today at the mile and I said, man, I haven't been here in a long time. And, and a lot of times in the racing scene, I spent 17 years in, in the NASCAR pit area here. People go, Oh yeah, the mile that's up there. And when I got here, I looked at this place and it has all the amenities and this, you know, area is so supportive of racing there is no reason why one of NASCAR's big three series shouldn't be here. I mean, uh, I think it would be crazy not to return once again to the mile because of its place in history, because of this geographic area and the fan base that's up here. I, I think I know you got Road America, but at the same time, uh, the Milwaukee Mile is even more important in terms of keeping racing alive within this part of the country. Couldn't agree more with you. Um, let's get into it. We're going to be heading down to the 50th annual Winchester 400. We're <laughs> now the promoter now. Um, tell us about what uh, the track owner, Charlie Shaw, is owning it now, what you've done to kind of keep that prestige going in the track, and what what changes you've made as well. Well, I think, you know, obviously the pandemic hit everybody last year, and Charlie was kind of – you know, uh, uh, on his last rope, you know, if you will. And uh, Charlie called me and said, hey, Bob, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, can you come over here? If not, I, I don't think I'm going to do anything. And my brother does Lost Speedways with Dale Earnhardt Jr. And by golly, you know, the, one of the worst things that could ever happen is a, is a historic place like Winchester Speedway become a Lost Speedway. That would be disastrous. Um, so I said, sure, let's let's try something. 
And, you know, we had two events last year, uh, the Arkham Art Series event, we put together in two and a half weeks, and it was fairly successful. And then we had a great Winchester 400. So Charlie said, you want to continue? And I, and I said, sure, let's, let's do this. So we put together a pretty good schedule. And, uh, you know, Charlie would be the first to admit, to admit that he, he's an owner and he loves racing, but he's not a good promoter. And I said, well, I don't know if you're thinking I'm a good promoter, but all I can do is pour my heart into it and try to make decisions uh, that are going to maybe change the mystique around Winchester Speedway to a good thing. Not get rid of the history, but bring new things in. And that's kind of what we've done. We brought open wheel racing back with the USAC Silver Crown Series. ARCA had an unbelievable show with packed grandstands and a great race. We had a Who's Your Daddy 100 a race this year, which was just, you know, fireworks and street stocks and sportsmen and, and the vintage cars. And that was, you know, very successful as well. So we're bringing in mechanical bulls in the midway, carnival-like food, um, you know, bouncy houses and Ferris wheels and rides and all sorts of stuff. And, and we hope to honestly attract more than only the, the pure racing fan. You know, uh, we need the families. And I was a kid in the grandstands, my dad, the racetrack every single week. And we're, we're starting to see less and less of that. So we figured if we can give them simulators and all sorts of stuff, they'll go, hey, dad, this was a cool place to go. Hey, mom, this was awesome. And hopefully they'll want to come back again. So we're just, we're really not changing much of the racing. We're trying to make things more fair for everybody with racing series and racers and the track. But at the same time, I think the biggest thing that you could say that we're trying to make an effort to is, is prettify Winchester Speedway. Because remember, it was built in 1914. I mean, heck, the, the, the crappers weren't pumped for 21 years when I got, you know, we just have to change things a little bit by little bit, make it more fan friendly for everyone. So, you know, with uh, promoting, is this the first time that you've actually really promoted a, an, a, an event and a, a place to go right there? No, actually, that's a great question, um, you know, because a lot of people have asked me that. And I co-promoted uh, what's known as the uh, Pass South Series, or was, uh, the Pro All-Star Series in the South, uh, Hickory Motor Speedway, a lot of other racetracks in the area, and promoted that for a long, long time. Um, you know, with uh, Tom Mabry and did that. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, I had a blast with it. Uh, but then, you know, I kind of left and, you know, brought back a race here or there, you know, one every two years or so. Uh, did with Bob Sargent, did the race at Lucas Oil Raceway a couple of years ago. And uh, that was the super selected all-star race for uh, super late models. So, uh, and I, you know, I've worked with, Tim Bryant down at Five Flags Speedway for the Snowball Derby for a long time. And I was down at the race in 2001 and really got involved with him when he took over in the mid 2000s. And, you know, I, I'm not, you know, the promoter. Tim is the promoter. Um, but at the same time, we talked about a lot of things and he opened up my eyes to some things uh, from a management side of a racetrack and an event. And, you know, I, I believe that. I opened his eyes to some things as well. So um, he's just a, a great individual, a person that cares a lot about racing. And I learned a lot from him and uh, worked on that derby uh, with him uh, for a really long time and, and really helped boost it. And that's something that, you know, uh, my small part in that I'm pretty proud of. And again, is I was moving to Indiana. Uh, Winchester needed some help. 
And uh, I, my wife, unfortunately, found out through a press release that I was promoting Winchester Speedway. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you that. So <laughs> um, it's just kind of wild and it's a whirlwind. But, uh, you know, I always say racing is kind of like a circus. And, uh, you know, the more entertainment you can have, the, the better that circus is going to perform. Well, you mentioned that it opened in 1914 as a clay track named Funk Speedway after owner Frank Funk. And you know what? He noticed that the attendance went up as the banking was raised higher and higher. Eventually got to 25 feet by 1932, and the turns were banked at 45 degrees in 1948. Is that where the current banking is at today? No, I mean, it's listed as 36 degrees. It's probably a few degrees shy of that. Uh, but, uh, you know, everybody's afraid to take their angle finder out there and, and measure it again because it sounds really cool uh, to have the highest bank track in America. But even Bristol, I mean, Bristol, what do they say, 32 degrees? It ain't 32. I've measured it. It's like 23, 22, something like that. So, you know, it, it's still bad fast. It's bad to the bone. It's scary. The walls can reach out and bite you in a hurry. And it's only the bravest of drivers that, that really, you know, get it done there. And uh, when you walk into Winchester, uh, there's that thing that's over where the drivers go in and the cars go into the racetrack. And it's, you know, the bravest and women uh, do battle here. And I, I think that's really, you know, a testament to how tough that place is. But at the same time, Everybody loves coming and running there because, you know, there's this lore that, oh, if you hit the wall at Winchester, it's going to be big. Now, listen, you hit the wall at, at, you know, Slinger or, you know, you hit the wall at Anderson. It's the same deal. You know, um, you're going to wreck the race car. So we, we love the lore over this. And, and the fact that the one thing that you missed out of that, which I think is really interesting, is the Speedway was built in a parking lot of an amusement park. So, you know, um, uh, the Funks had an amusement park back where the development is outside of turns three and four. And a couple of people said, hey, let's, let's go run some motorcycles out in the parking lot. And they kind of like, you know, made a path and raced motorcycles. And then after that, they started racing cars and they're like, oh, let's make this more of a, a racetrack. And, and that's really where it began. It began out of a carnival. Um, and, and became a racetrack. And now we're trying to bring that carnival back to the racetrack. Wow. I, uh, we did not realize that. That is uh, incredible. Speaking of incredible, there's a sign outside of the track as well, an additional one that says, at one time the place was raced to, you had a race there to compete in the Indianapolis 500. I mean, that's saying something. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you think of some of the drivers through there and won there or didn't win and have gone on to the Indianapolis 500 and, and even NASCAR. I mean, you know, Chase Elliott, um, you know, Eric Jones and, and Kyle Busch, you know, they've all had success at Winchester Speedway. Uh, but the Tony Bettenhausen and the uh, Rich Voglers and, you know, uh, a lot of different drivers, you know, have come through there, raced there and gone on to the Brickyard. And I think that's really cool and, and shows you how important Winchester Speedway is. And that's why it would have been a shame if it were to become a lost speedway. And, um, you know, my wife finally forgave that I didn't tell her that I was going to promote it. And uh, it, it's really neat. It's a part of our family. My kids love going out there. We love seeing the fans. And, uh, you know, people tell me things that are, are still wrong and they want fixed or they don't like some of the change. And, and then they'll come back again. And, 
And, you know, they'll say, ah, I, I get this. This is cool. You went to a W icon deal. We still have the same logo, but so many people got ticked off when we went to W. That was really part of the old logo anyway, and we just had more of a symbolic W. And uh, now we're branding that. And, and we're really trying to brand Winchester and the world's fastest half mile and the W. And so that way people really feel like, you know, they belong when they come there and they have a bucket list, you know, event, whether it's, you know, the USAC Silver Crown or it's ARCA or it's the Lucas Oil Winchester 400, whatever it may be, we want them to have that desire to keep on coming back. You know, Bob, for years, uh, Oktoberfest and, uh, and down at Winchester always bumped heads on the same weekend. And then uh, this year, finally, they separated. Did you contact Greg McCarns to try to separate so we could get the CRA guys to maybe come up here and drive when the Midwest Tour guys can come down there and drive by you? Yeah, Greg McCarns is a friend of mine and has been uh, for a long time through when I owned Speed 51. And, uh, you know, his dad is so important into the culture of, you know, the Wisconsin racing scene and all around the Midwest, quite honestly, you know, his, his impact can be felt. And, you know, Greg has, has taken over and, and done such a great job and, and, you know, following in those footsteps. And he's a guy that I've asked a lot of questions to. And uh, last year I said, hey, Greg, listen, we got to get, you know, these two races off the same weekend. You know, what is your, you know, um, strategy? You know, how do you figure out when Oktoberfest is every year? And he gave me the formula that weekends after Labor Day or something like that, or six weekends after Labor Day every year. I said, ah, that's why the, the date changes. And I said, well, tell you what, I'm just, I, I, want, I don't want to conflict. I don't want to divide up the racing fans. I don't want to divide up the drivers. You know, I don't know if we're going to get cars or you're going to get cars, but hopefully the fans, some of them will come experience both races, you know. So I said, let's just, I'm tired of all the fighting that goes on within racing. And he and I never fought. He was like, that'd be awesome. And, and that's why we did what we did. And we moved the weekend for the Winchester 400 to accommodate that. And I, I think, you know, the, the tracks and so forth that fight, and it's just stupid. Uh, we had a track actually scheduled upon us uh, for Labor Day weekend and uh, with the similar divisions. And I'm like, what did you do that for? You know, and, and I said, you know what? Tell you what, I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the, their main division. They had a high dollar event. I had a high dollar event. We were both going to hurt. And I said, tell you what, I'll pull my main event, you know, for that division that weekend. I'll put it on another race weekend. That way you can have it. And he was kind of like bewildered that I would do that. I'm not going to go fight, you know, with that person. That tracks 45 minutes down the road. These, these people that do that, you know, in regards to scheduling on top of each other are just quite honestly not smart. And, um, you know, we all have to do stuff that, that protects our identity and protects our racing, but at the same time work together so that way more racers, more fans, more business can happen. That is actually something that we've talked about quite often with fans just uh, at our local track. We've talked about it with Travis Braden about separating these two huge events. So it's great to hear that you're under that mindset. Greg McCarns is under that mindset. And maybe that mindset in racing starts to change a little bit. Yeah, I think you have to. And, and Greg, listen, look at what he's doing with Angel Park and the Arkham Midwest Tour and Madison. Uh, the guy's just got it going on. Uh, I admire him. Uh, I admire how he, you know, is old school, but also developing a new school mentality. 
Um, he was against streaming for a real long time. And, and then, you know, we got together and, and started doing some stuff together with speed 51 and, and uh, now he's with speed sport. Um, you know, I've, I've, you know, moved up to Indianapolis to be close to Winchester, but also I work for Lucas oil and Mav TV, the television network. So it's it's just something we all as old school people have to understand where we're at uh with you know the racing scene and and how everybody's got to work together you can't have you know that old school mentality of, this was how it is well guess what it's a new year and it's not and uh you know appreciate the past appreciate the history celebrate it but also try to do some new things to push things uh, to the future. Uh, you know, I think Bill Belichick, and I know I'm saying that up here in this, you know, land of Lombardy, right? But Bill, Bill Belichick said, you know, uh, if you live in the past, you'll die in the future. And uh, I, I've, that's always resonated with me. And it's something that I try to remember all the time. So coming back to the actual 50th annual Winchester 400, an event that everyone will want to be at, so much prestige with this event and it being the 50th annual. What can people expect, not only on track for it, but also all weekend long, any special things that are happening with it? Yeah, we got a special Grand Marshal that's going to be there on Sunday. That's going to be really cool for everybody to see coming uh, we're getting the races done early so that people can hang out listen to the band and have some fun it's a party-like atmosphere i mean you should see all the campers guy uh, i mean camping sold out we got more camping down the road um tickets are still available at winchesterspeedway.com but you know we're gonna have things for kids and rides and uh listen you can come and get corn dog you can get a hamburger you can get you know a deep fried stuff that you would see at the state fairs um listen you might gain a few pounds but you know it could be cold on october 17th too so it might help but you know it's just you know a lot of that there's music you know we we you know, Stafford Motor Speedway in Connecticut, they always lay out like with a lap to go and play certain theme music for different divisions that were on the racetrack. And I went to the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series a couple of years ago and they did that. I was the announcer and they said, Bob, shut up with like a lap to go. We're playing Welcome to the Jungle, baby. And, you know, those are the things that we're really trying to do to make it more family friendly, but an entertainment type show not just a race some of the old school people like oh, i just want to come and see the race great you'll see the race but you're also going to get a show as well you know i'm all over wisconsin i see i go to about 50 events every year and i see the health of the sport is really really good here in wisconsin nationwide how is the health of the sport of racing well it, it's it's up and down um uh, if you're outside of the the upper Midwest, you know, in the, in the Wisconsin racing scene, and and you're out of the New England racing scene, uh, the 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 weekly side of things is struggling. Okay, um, bottom line, car counts are going down. Seeing that all over the place, I, I really think you know your Bowman Grays of the world in North Carolina are always going to be strong, but really the the national series um, or the top regional series special shows at racetracks that's really where it's at right now and i think there's going to be more of a concentration on that um rather than some of the weekly stuff uh, that's the way i see it other than you know the strong tracks you know the the madisons and the, the slingers and so forth uh that do have a good following and that people come to and you know lacrosse and and those type of tracks so i think it's going to change a little bit um, I, I think it needs to get back to like the old ASA national tour 
um, was. It was like the circus was coming to town when I was part of ASA for four years. And, um, you know, we're missing some ingredients. Uh, we need some new people involved. Um, right now, there's, a, you know, a lot of older promoters and, and uh, they do a good job. Um, but again, it, there's some different philosophies that maybe they're not open to. Uh, maybe some of them are and haven't been introduced. I don't know. But we're going to have to just change our mindset and change a lot of different things to be able to have racing flourish. And I know it can be done. And, and you know, I mean, I, I what we're doing, I, I've told our whole staff at Winchester, I said, man, we're going to make a lot of mistakes to understand what, uh, to know how to do what is right. And, you know, you make those mistakes along the way, you learn from them, you do some things again, you don't do others, and you just try to get better. And, uh, you know, I've been pleased with Winchester. Uh, we're looking at some more events and some other things, you know, outside of Winchester even for uh, the coming years. Um, I mean, man, I, 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 I would love to see a humongous national super late model race at the Milwaukee Mile. Uh, I think the Arkham Midwest Tour is great, and it certainly fits the mold for that. But I'd love to see some, and another event at a track like that where we can bring in, like the old ASA days, um, a, a big scene and big names and, and have a blast. And I, I believe that's the next step in the evolution of racing, at least on the pavement, super late model side or late model side as a whole. We need something like that back. And, you know, um, talk to a lot of people and have a lot of philosophies. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can do something like that here in the next year or two. That is music to our ears. And, you know, I, we've said that for a few years, too. And there's been rumors about, you know, you and Greg and uh, Tim and everyone getting together to do that, hopefully at events, not only at the Milwaukee Mile, but others as well. Um, that would just be uh, incredible. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the time is now. I think everybody wants it. I've spent a lot of time with the, the Bubba Pollards of the world to you know, go over all that stuff. And, and it's got to be done right. It's got to be done right for the racers, for the tracks, um, and, and fun for the fans. And, um, you know, I, I think probably next year is out of the question. Uh, we just kind of passed the deadline for that. Um, everybody's still kind of recovering from the whole pandemic. So, you know, uh, we'd love to eye that for 2023. Hopefully we can put it together and, um, you know, I think that's something that we would, we would like to see happen because I think that will help. A lot of people think, oh, the regional series is going to hurt them. No, nah, I don't think so. You know, you bring 10, 15 guys into races at different geographic portions of the country and you bring your national stars like the model that is laid out from a Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Um, they bring their racers to the local racetracks and then the local boys go up against the national guys and it's a hell of a show. And we need that back in pavement super late model racing. Couldn't agree more. Um, tell us about your, your partners and what she each brings to the table to, you know, keep Winchester Speedway going and, and bring something uh, to the table for the Winchester 400 coming up. Well, the biggest thing is, and, and listen, it, it's, I, I work for the company, but you know, they came and said, Hey, we love the history. We love what you're doing at Winchester Speedway. How can we, so to have Lucas oil part of the Winchester 400 this year is amazing. It helps us 
breathe a little bit easier uh, because there's a lot of risk involved in, in what all promoters and track operators do. So to have them on our side, and we got some really big news, honestly, for the Winchester 400 that's going to be coming up in the next little bit. And we're really excited to be able to announce that probably in the next two weeks uh, because it's going to rock the world because it hasn't been done in like 20 years. So um, just look for new information there. But Lucas Oil has really helped out with everything. It's our 50th running of this race. That's amazing. 50 years. Uh, it was off for like two years there in the mid-2000s. But this is the 50th run and the golden running of this. So uh, that's big. Jegs. Uh, they're a big supporter in everything within racing and certainly Winchester Speedway. So, you know, they've helped out a lot. And then some local people, you know, Vores Welding and Steel and so forth. Well, I haven't had the time to go out and market to the people because I, I work full time in the TV industry. And these people have come to us and said, how can we help? And that's amazing to me because, gosh, you know, I, I didn't I didn't do anything to really go and, and solicit this, which you should do. And I feel like a, a bad promoter sometimes, but I got to take care of my normal job. I got to take care of uh, my, my family and and all my spare time. I'm up till about two o'clock in the morning, almost every morning working on stuff for Winchester Speedway. So uh, the marketing side has slipped. Fortunately, you know, several good companies have come on board. And uh, that's one thing that we're going to focus a little bit more on next year is bringing more marketing partners in and, and having a good time. We want everybody to come and it's an old, you know, like, Oh, I want you to have a good time. And that's really what we do. And if you take a look at what we're doing um, with a little bit of pizzazz around a very old facility, um, uh, we hope that people feel that. And, and a lot of people have come up and told Charlie Shaw, Hey, I really like what you're doing here. Um, you know, there's those naysayers out there. Oh, you raised camping. Well, uh, let's think about this. We took two camping spots that you purchased in the past and made them one and charged you like like five or ten dollars more. So not really. OK, so, you know, we, we just wanted to adapt to what we needed to as a track and make like even the camping spots nicer because people like you, if you've never been oh, buy a camping spot in years past, and you show up and you got like a like a 10 by, you know, 20 spot. Well, if you got a big camper, that's not really good. So we doubled the size of the campgrounds and each individual spot. So, again, I'm rambling, but, you know, there's just so much stuff on my mind. My staff laughs at me because I get that like that a lot. They're like, hold on, we need to sit down with you for five minutes. You're on, you're on a roll here. Let's chat. Okay. And, and, you know, I got a little ADD, kind of like Kenny Wiles, probably from hanging out with him too much um, <laughs> back in the day. But um, it, it just, you know, talking to you, and even what you guys do for our sport, all that is so darn important. And we all get that adrenaline. I'm getting it right now just talking to you. I can feel like, you know, my blood pumping. And it's because of passion that drives our sport. And uh, we need to keep that passion going and not get too ornery in the bad times. Yeah, we have a lot in common, Bob. That's for sure. Get all amped up. Hey, talking about taking care of family. Hey, how about that new puppy you got there? Congratulations, really a human. Does, does, does it come? Does the puppy come on the road with you? No, not yet. We've only had him for like six days. But uh, you know, I posted that. My brother comes in. He goes, "Well, what's his name?" And uh, his full name is Remington Winchester. 
but we call him Remy for short. So he's a blast. And uh, my, my wife just sent me some pictures of him watching all the cars go by our neighborhood. So I said, a dog to my liking. He loves life in the fast lane. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations on that. Well, we'll let you go here, Bob. It's incredible that a guy like you would come on our program. We appreciate it so much. Like you said, the adrenaline is going. I could talk to you for another Oh, probably day straight, just talking racing. We hope to have you back on to talk more about your personal um, stuff going on, how you got into racing, all that stuff. And we hope to run into you at the Winchester 400 and maybe do a recap of this great event coming up. Yeah, hopefully uh, you definitely hit me up and we'll have a beer or something after all the racing is done and, and have a good time. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the Lucas Oil Winchester 400. Absolutely. We're looking forward to camping there too. So uh, appreciate it once again. Thanks for coming on and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thank you guys. Yep. See you, Bob. Have a good time in Milwaukee, man. Hey, thank you guys. We're going to go have dinner. Jim Trado's taking me out to some dinner right now at a place. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, take care. Have a great event tomorrow. We'll be looking forward to watching it. All right. We'll see you guys. See ya. See ya. Bye. Well, Mark, we can't thank Bob Dillner again for joining us so much. A guy with so much experience in not only motorsports, but kind of everything. But he's passionate about motorsports, and it's great to have a guy like that on our program. Uh, he's doing some great things in the racing community. He's moved on a little bit from Speed 51. Still an advisor with them a little bit. Still going to do some on-air stuff. But uh, what an incredible interview. And, and you know what? He said the blood's pumping. The blood's pumping. I could talk so much more racing. And the Winchester 400 coming up here, it's uh, it's got the blood pumping. I'm ready. It's only weeks away, man, and it'll be here really soon. And, uh, yeah, hey, it sounds like we got double the campsite. <laughs> Campsites are bigger. That's good for our camper. And um, You remember when we went down to the Snowball Derby 2017 and we ran into everybody, everybody except Bob. We just didn't. We just didn't connect with him, and finally we got to see him at Slinger last year at the main gate and got to talk to him for a few minutes, you know, shake his hand. So, hey, he offered to drink a beer with us. Isn't that cool? And yeah. then, uh, yeah, we can hang out and we can talk racing, and, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a good time down there, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he, was, he said he was hanging out with Jim Trado, one of our friends, too. We, we would uh, – we're hoping to have Jim on at some point as well. Another guy with a lot of experience and passion for motorsports. But coming back to Bob, I mean, he's a guy that has dabbled in everything. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that news is coming out in a couple of weeks for the Winchester 400. They just released the schedule yesterday. Uh, so there's some great things going on there. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this a lot. It's, you know, the 50th annual. This will be our fourth 50th annual event, Mark. Uh, I know we were shooting for three, but then the red, white, and blue series was the 50th as well up here. And, uh, man, four of them, that's, that's pretty cool. You think of 50, that's, that's a long time, you know? These are long-running series that just keeps right on going. And um, I haven't looked lately. I know the camping is sold out at Winchester. I don't know if there's any tickets for the race, uh, but uh, <laughs> if, there, if there is tickets available and people are interested, you better jump pretty fast because uh, that place is going to be standing room only. Yeah, actually, Bob did mention that there is still some tickets available. So uh, you want to jump on that, though, because I know there's not going to be a whole lot left. Um, it's a it's a special event. They're going to have the uh, Vors Comcat 
compact cars, there are modifieds, the pro late models, uh, super late models, of course, uh, just a lot of different series and divisions out there. We're looking forward to covering it. We're going to be down in the infield for for sure Friday and Saturday doing some pre-race stuff and all that. And uh, that is going to be something. Uh, we're going to be in the infield at Winchester Speedway. And, you know, the one thing I've heard about Winchester Speedway, we talked a little bit about the banking with Bob, is when you see the cars go in the corners, the roof is the same angle as the track. It's it's wild. That's how banked it is. Yeah, I've seen some videos, man. It looks wicked fast. Um, hey, I just seen uh, somebody's schedule just come out, and he threw his hat in the ring, and Casey Johnson's going to be there. So that's the, the beginning of some of these guys that are actually going to race up here uh, for Oktoberfest that they're going to actually go down there. So we're going to have some locals probably that's going to be down there. So we can hang out with them guys too from Wisconsin and the Midwest. And man, <laughs> yeah, he said it's getting pumping. Yeah, I'm I'm all pumped now, man. I'm ready for that event. I know. We had to cut it short a little bit there. We were hoping to talk about uh, his story as well. We'll do that at a different time, I'm sure. But, yep, this when he said the blood is pumping and the adrenaline's going, I was like, Yep, I've I've been going since we started this because this is so cool to have him on and talk racing and just a guy you could tell so knowledgeable about everything and just loves it. So um, uh, anyway, we've said that a few times. Uh, let's tell you a little bit about the winners of this event. Um, you know, Dave Sorge was the first winner. He won it actually in 1970 and then won it again in 1972. The the event was not run in 2004 or 2005 but then you have winners like dennis miles Vern schrock bob seneker won seven including five in a row don gregory terry snedeker mike eddie won two rusty wallace mark martin won two in a row butch miller won two ted musgrave glenn allen jr tim Steele, mike cope won three in a row scott walters hank parker jr Derek gilchrist brian ross gary st amont also won two Joey Clanton, Bobby Parsley, Scott Hans, Ryan Lawler, David Shremmy, Kyle Bush, Chase Elliott, Boris Yurkovic, Ross Kenseth, Eric Jones won three in a row, Travis Braden, who we talked to last year, Noel Gregson, Jeff Shaquette, Stephen Nassie, and Carson Hosevar. Uh, what a list. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what a list. You see that Bob Seneca when he won five in a row. I bet you he was driving old Bluebird. You know, he was a, he was a good racer from Michigan. You know, a lot of uh, a few in a rows there. You know, we see Mark Barton and Gary St. Amant. No Dick Trickle on there. Unbelievable. Um, usually Dick always won everywhere, but he didn't, he never pulled one off over there at Winchester. Yeah, we were talking about the winners uh, when I was looking this up and I mentioned him to you. You were like, wow, no Dick Trickle. And, and that crossed my mind as well. You don't see that too often. <laughs> No, no, not at all. Not not with as many races that's been there. Usually he pulls one off here or there. But, uh, yeah, no Dick Trickle there. That's amazing. That is amazing. Wow. Uh, Mark, thanks for joining me again. We hope to have Bob on soon. We got the championship uh, night coming up next uh, for local at uh, Wisconsin International Raceway. That's next Thursday. We're going to release another podcast after this for – uh, NASCAR coming out here within the next few days as well. Thank you for your patience, fans, on all that. It's been a busy summer, busy family life with both of us as well. And uh, Mark, I, I appreciate uh, all that you do as well. It's uh, 
It's weird that we're getting near the end of local racing here, but NASCAR is just about to start the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it's a season. It's just been ripping right along. Um, you know, the Milwaukee race, you know, they're having the ARCA race down there, and it's it's great to see ARCA going going to Milwaukee. Um, anything to keep that place alive. Um, you know, if you got Bob Dilder and I know uh, national TV down there, you know, promoting the racetrack, hey, it's just what we need. You know, I'm working tomorrow, so I won't be able to, to go down there. So, But all other fans, uh, you know, need to support that place. Got to keep Milwaukee on the map. Absolutely. I'm unable to go as well. Uh, but if you are able to, please support that track. Like Bob said, there's no reason that, uh, that one or two or three of the top three NASCAR series shouldn't be there. It's historic. We were there earlier in the year. The place is in good shape. It's uh, it's just an amazing place, and when you when you go there, it's there's almost like an aura when you walk in, and then you see them go around that track. It's uh, it's an indescribable feeling. Yes, sir. There's lots of history there, so yeah, appreciate you too, man. So uh, I'm going to uh, put my feet up here, and I'm going to watch Daytona 400. Um, see if my pick works. I liked what uh, I like what happened with uh, my Xfinity pick. Um, <laughs> made me feel good a little bit. So, yes, I do know what happened with the Xfinity race. And so uh, even though I lost I lost to the Winchester ticket, but we need to uh, figure out uh, for the overall and uh, see if I can get some beer off of you at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about that in our next podcast as well. But uh, since we're talking about Winchester today, um, even though it's still Daytona weekend, uh, and Mark just mentioned it, uh, the Winchester ticket has been decided, and I was your winner. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't like to toot my own horn, but, you know, uh, we'll talk more about that. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, Daytona weekend. We're talking Winchester 400. Holy cow, dude. Yeah, Oktoberfest and WIR champion all in one, all in one week here. So it's good time for racing, man. This is the best time of the year. Yep, absolutely. Um, well, thanks again, and, and everyone, we'll talk to you soon. See you later. This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.